Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Shoppers John Deere presents live from West Palm Beach for the start of spring baseball. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors, it's Payne and Pendergast on Sports Radio 610. All right, it is, uh, it's Combine Week in the NFL. We'll get back to some baseball a little later on this hour. Big thanks to Adam Spillane jumping on with us. He's live with us here in West Palm Beach, brought to you by Shoppers John Deere. Um, but switching over to football, the Combine is this week, so there's no drills yet at the Combine. Those don't start till Thursday. But we've got people showing up uh, in positions of importance, head coaches, general managers showing up in Indianapolis, and they will be speaking to the media over the course of the next few days, including uh, Nick Casario meeting with the national media uh, in less than two hours, 10.45 Houston time this morning. Nick Casario will meet with the media. I would imagine we'll have that live on Sports Radio 610 later on this morning. Brian Gutekunst, who is a of, the, of all the general managers around the NFL, Seth, he is probably one of the ones that is in the spotlight, maybe one of the brightest spotlights right now because yeah. of Aaron Rodgers. Right, He's right. the Green Bay GM. And, uh, and the Green Bay GM and the president, Mark Murphy... Mike Murphy, Murphy of some sort. Mark Murphy, yeah. Mark Murphy, um, they seemingly have been at odds with Rodgers for a couple of years now. Where they'll there's there's been like a war of passive aggressiveness between them. It almost feels like the war between James Harden and Dwight Howard, in which there was a war that was uh, that went unspoken. It was just a, a tension between them, and it feels like at various times. You know, Rodgers will say some things about the way he wishes the team would be con- uh, conducted, but without calling those guys out by name. Uh, Murphy will write off a letter defending the way they've acted, but without saying Aaron Rodgers' name. And it just it feels like it might have finally come to an impasse, uh, possibly accelerated by the fact that Aaron Rodgers now is insufferably enlightened to the, to, uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the truth of the universe. Yeah, yeah, he got out of his... Four-day dark retreat, which lasted two days. He's a, yes, yes, yeah. yes. He's gone and he's gone and pursued all those elements of uh, of being spiritual and mindful uh, without actually learning any of the lessons, but wanting to lord it over everybody. Aaron yes. Rodgers has been a drama queen for a long time. Yeah, but he, for for years he was worth the trouble. Yeah, I'm going to read some quotes or some tweets Ooh. from Rob Domofsky, who covers the Packers. Yeah, uh, that include some quotes from Brian Gutekunst, who is meeting with the Green Bay. Media, right? He's meeting a lot of these guys will do this. They'll do a session with their team reporters before they do the national session at the combine. The GMs will do that. GM Brian Gutekunst in a session with Packer reporters at the combine said he hadn't spoken much with Aaron Rodgers since their end of season meetings, but still hopes for a decision before free agency, which is March 15th. Gutekunst on whether he wants Rodgers back. Now take a listen to this quote, Seth, and you tell me where you think Gutekunst is on this whole thing. He's a great player. But until we have those conversations, I think all options are on the table. We need to have those conversations. We want what's best for the Green Bay Packers, what's best for him. So we'll get to that coming up. Yeah. Gutekunst said Jordan Love is absolutely ready to be a starter, and they've been in regular communication with him, 
and his agent about what's happening. Mm. So what does your spidey sense tell you? I think that I think there's no. I mean, there's obviously a way that Aaron Rodgers ends up back there. I think that both sides want to be done with it. And although I've always felt it's it's felt like again going back to the James Harden Dwight Howard dynamic. It's felt like maybe what Rodgers really wants is for Gutekunst or Murphy or both of them to get fired, but he doesn't want to come right out and be the guy who does it or says it. So he's just trying to hint strongly. But if, like, if push came to shove, he'd rather be somewhere else than with those guys. And um, he was once asked if... He was once talked about the danger of thinking the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. He said the grass is green where you water it. Um, who and said I, that? That Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Okay. He's a ripping off. Not you know, good. Con- he's ripping off Confucius or somebody at that point. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I'm sure he's got a tattoo in Latin of that under <laughs> right. his underarm. Right. But so I, I think that they're, they'll probably part ways, and it's just a matter of all right, is Aaron Rodgers going to actually be easy to work with in trying to find a trade partner? Yeah, I don't think he's hiding it. I, I like yeah. I, when you say things about your franchise quarterback. That by the way. You just gave $150 million to yeah. the year before. When you're saying things like, no, I haven't really talked to him that much, you know? But and, it, and you make yeah. it a point that you've been in regular communication with his backup. Right. And that you haven't talked to him yet. Well, plus, this was always, I was, I was really, it was weird to me last year when, you know, I was on the side of the argument that said, look, NFL quarterbacks have a lot more leverage than they used to. They're going to start exercising it. If they want to get out of a place, they can. I felt like Russell Wilson did it last year. It was kind of a mutual thing, obviously, but maybe made more mutual by Russell Wilson just agitating to get out. Um, but with Rodgers, when Rodgers ended up back with Green Bay, a lot of people said, well, nope, see, they don't actually have that much power. And it was strange to me because Rodgers chose to go back to Green Bay when he could have gone to Denver. Yeah. Like, he had forced his way out for all intents and purposes. Yeah. And he came back to Green Bay with a contract that pretty much forced the Packers into trading or releasing him if they didn't come up with a new deal. Because this, he's got this guaranteed money that kicks in week one of the 2023 season. And it's a ton of money. Yeah, so they've got to figure something out or he'll be gone. And it just feels more and more like he'll probably be gone. I just want to know, like, what is it about Green Bay that causes franchise quarterbacks to go so squirrely late in their careers? I don't know. Look, there's not many organizations that are lucky enough to have two guys that caliber play so deep into that. They play into their late 30s, nearly 40 years old. So, it, you know, it's, <laughs> maybe it's just them getting – maybe it's just – we don't see that many quarterbacks get that deep into their career to know how if, – if this squirreliness is normal is it nor Is it something to do with playing in small-town to, Green Bay? That could be. Yeah. You pointed this out. I think it's a valid point about Green Bay, the, the football community, is that that is a microscope. I mean, that is a – it's it, it's not a big city. It's not really near any other NFL big cities or any near any big metropolises yeah. or anything like that. It is it is as close to Friday Night Lights as you can find in the NFL, and that is a that's a pressure cooker problem. Yeah, I wonder. Right? It's a pressure cooker, and it's also probably you feel like you're living on display all the time. Always, um, yeah. You know, I mean, any professional athlete has that, but I feel like in Green Bay, it might be even more so. No matter who you are. Uh, it's like they're gonna they're gonna notice you and see you and have eyes trained on you yeah, all the time. Yeah, not, not like just and that gets uncomfortable day to day. Like it feels like an extra amount of pressure on yeah. you. Yeah. Um, what do you think Aaron Rodgers fetches in a trade? <sighs> do you think he's a guy that gets multiple first round picks at this point? I, I given watched, that contract, I went back and watched his highlights from last year for a specific reason, which is, you know, it's. 
It, like it's it's hazardous to watch somebody's highlights and think that's a true indication. But with older players, you just want to see, okay, can he still do the incredible things? Roethlisberger in his last couple of years couldn't do the incredible things right. anymore. Drew Brees couldn't do those incredible things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say that uh, I would say Eli Manning never really was all that consistently incredible, and then his and last few really years bad. was really at a yeah. weak arm. Uh, whereas Rodgers still does pull off some incredible throws. He does. In like it, whether they're intermediate range, tight window throws, or deep balls, or whatever it might be, he still does the athletic stuff. I think the teams just have a question about what his commitment level is. Yeah. And I don't, like, I don't, okay, so Tom Brady wasn't as laser-focused in his last few years in the league as he had been when he was younger. He didn't go to all the spring training, or all the OTAs and all that. But I feel like Tom Brady coming down a few notches still keeps him way above any place Aaron Rodgers ever was. So when Aaron Rodgers has these reports that he came in not in the same kind of physical shape and everything, I think that makes teams nervous, but they still give up a first-rounder for him. Yeah. I think it's one first-rounder. You think it's one? Yeah. Okay. Um, for, a guy that's, yeah, for a guy that's 40, um, might be more interested in meditating than playing football at the bottom of it the, all right to now. Me, yeah. To me, the bigger issue is the personality than it is the age. Yeah. Because um, I think he keeps himself in pretty good shape. Although there were those reports like, well, he showed up this past year and his body wasn't as... Is that Rodgers they were talking yeah, about? Yeah, they were like, talking about... Wasn't as was, tight? Yeah. Wasn't yeah. as taut. Taut. <laughs> or whatever the... Um, I think I said that tight. Austin Powers. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His body is taut. <laughs> How about this description? You sent this to me yesterday. Tell me if you feel like this is accurate. This is Peter King talking about the quarterbacks around the NFL. The Bears have the first overall pick in 2023. There are four quarterbacks likely to go in the first half of the first round and four teams with major QB needs in the top nine. Houston, Indy, Las Vegas, and Carolina. I hear, though it might be smoke, that none of the four wants to scotch tape a veteran like 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers and probably not Derek Carr. So the Bears, if they're not going to use the first pick on a quarterback, could get rich quick by using QB desperation against these four teams. It's not so much the last part. It's the... Scotch tape a veteran like 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers. I want to I say it was Cody Davis I saw yesterday who, I think he used the term scotch tape veteran. He was, uh, he was writing about that article. And I like that because, you know, like obviously Peter King didn't say a scotch tape veteran. But if you are a veteran who's scotch taping uh, an issue, you're a scotch tape veteran. And I feel like that's a, that's a nice, uh, that's a very creative insult to give to somebody like Aaron Rodgers. And I like it. I like, I do feel like Derek Carr doesn't deserve the brand name Scotch. I feel like he's, uh, he's transparent tape. He, uh, Derek. he is. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers would be a Scotch coat. tape veteran. Okay. Yeah. You know, when you get the, it's boy, it's a crap shoot when you go with generic tape, Tr- yeah. generic transparent tape. Sometimes it feels like it was never tape at all. One of the greatest inventions was the scotch tape with like the matte finish that didn't have the shiny, glossy coating. Oh yeah, that was good stuff. What's the purpose of that? Just so it's not so obvious. Yeah, it's not so obvious. Yeah, it doesn't shine in the light. Yeah. You ever accidentally buy double-sided tape on which you? I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you? Did you double down on your stupidity by thinking like, well, can I put some of the? Double-sided tape over the double-sided tape. No, I cursed tape myself because like, it was really important documents that I used it on. Now they're all like, stuck together and ripping and like stuff. Like you've been pleasuring yourself yeah. to them or something. Yes. Oh, these legal documents. Yeah. Oh, I can't get enough. Why, why all... are the closing papers to our house this stuck guy, together? This guy is Two-sided so excited. tape, I swear. I'm so excited by property law. I swear. <laughs> it's two-sided tape. Oh, man. So, uh, so Aaron Rodgers, 
could be on the move. Uh, did the Texans? So the Texans don't want to sniff a Scotch tape veteran like? Apparently, they don't Aaron want Rogers. to sniff a Scotch tape I don't think, veteran. I think who's no. more likely if they had to choose between Jimmy Garoppolo, Aaron Rodgers, and Derek Carr, and let's say, well, I can't say Rodgers is going to get more money than the other two. Um, but if you just had to choose, and money were no issue at all, like who do you think would actually be best as a bridge quarterback? Rodgers is not going to be a bridge quarterback. No. He won't accept that no, situation. No, no, no. He would be the biggest diva on earth if all of a sudden you drafted a quarterback. I almost say, and who are they? You said Derek So Carr? I guess it would be between Carr and Garoppolo. I feel like Carr is not ready to consider himself a bridge quarterback That's either. a great question in general about the quarterbacks. I was thinking about this earlier when we were talking about Jeremy Fowler saying that the Texans might be in on Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. That's the question. Like, what level of quarterback among these guys are going to – do we feel – comfortable that they would accept knowing they're a bridge quarterback. I'm not so sure Jimmy Garoppolo is that I, guy. Not if he has the option to go somewhere else with yeah. a genuine chance. That's the hard thing about any conversations the Texans would have with Jimmy Garoppolo if they wanted him as a bridge quarterback was I think they have to be open and honest with him about the fact that we're going to look at you. That we, we, I think they would have to tell him Look, yeah, we still might draft a quarterback. Yeah. You know, we can't guarantee you that it's going to be just you and you alone for this year. And, and I think Garoppolo will have enough chances to go elsewhere where it's just a better chance that he ends up working his way into being the guy. I don't know that any of Rodgers – Rodgers definitely would not be a guy who would handle – he's not handling it that great with Jordan Love right now, you know? Yeah. Um, what about Jacoby Brissett? Uh, I think Jacoby Brissett would be awesome yeah. as, a, as a bridge uh, – well, I – I, in terms of accepting his role, yeah, you know, I think he'd be awesome. I, I think he's slightly below average as a quarterback, right? No, and he'd have familiarity with the scheme too. He would. He, he just is, played with Stefanski. Um, uh, Jacoby Brissett. If they were to draft a young quarterback and say, "Look, we're drafting this guy," and more likely it would be like an Anthony Richardson that they would be doing this with. Because yeah. to your point, when you and I were talking off the air yesterday about it, like I think Stroud or Young is going to start if yeah. they get if they get drafted. But Brissett would be pretty high up my list of, of veteran guys to bring in to start for a year I if mean, you're going to sit the young quarterback. I know Deshaun says he was just thrown into the mix out of nowhere last year when he, he knew exactly when he was going See, in. That tells me Jacoby Brissett <laughs> is awesome because Deshaun thought he might not even be the starter well, when he J- came back. Jacoby far outplayed Deshaun in a lot of respects. I guess, you Jacoby know. was good for them. Yeah. I mean, by, by backup quarterback standards, he was very good. Is Jacoby Brissett a poor man's Tyrod Taylor or a rich man's Tyrod Taylor when it comes to, uh, like, bridge quarterbacking? He's a, he's a rich man's Tyrod Taylor. You think so? Yes. But Tyrod Taylor was a better quarterback at his peak. Yeah, but he ain't at his peak anymore. Oh, oh as far as currently. Yeah, okay. currently. I would think of, like, a peak Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, and, like, if you're asking me who I'd rather right have, now, I'd rather yeah. have Brissette than yeah. Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. I've seen that movie before. Plus, Tyrod Taylor gets hurt. Tyrod Taylor gets hurt all the time. So, he was so damn mature about it. I, don't I liked know. him personally. Jacoby Brissett seems like he's pretty mature too, but yeah. my God, Tyrod Taylor, yeah. I felt like Tyrod Taylor was, when they lost Tyrod Taylor, that's where everything went south. Yeah. I don't one, even remember when he left. One thing you're, uh, <laughs> one thing you're not getting with Jacoby Brissett, scrambles. <laughs> that's not happening. The highest. He, he is one of the slowest. Jacoby, oh, I know, no. He's one of the slowest. Well, okay, you got to be careful with that because remember, we went into that game versus the Patriots saying like, well, look, Jacoby's not really much of a runner. And then he ran for like a 50-yard touchdown in that game. Yeah, because so, they did yeah. ran a play where they had the entire defense running this way. Yeah. And Jacoby, like naked boot, booted it back to the other side. Plus, that was like eight, seven, eight, seven years ago. Jacoby's career quarterback rating is 84.4. Tyrod Taylor's 88.2. Okay. I'm guessing rushing touchdowns is a big separator. There, I, would, I would think so. Yeah. I would think so. Um, 
I'll let you look that up. Uh, hey, we're giving away rodeo tickets a little later on this hour to see Chris Stapleton. Um, this is a good giveaway day. Wow. Uh, 713-572-4610. Later on this hour. Not now. Sorry, Ben. Um, caller number five is going to win some rodeo tickets to see Chris Stapleton. So be listening throughout this hour. Two more chances at Stapleton tickets during In the Loop. And then the drive has... Cody Johnson tickets. Oh. It's a hell of a giveaway day here on the yeah. station. This is good. Stapleton, who made Nick Sirianni cry. Yeah, the, yeah, he did the national he anthem. He made him cry with the anthem. The Super Bowl. Yeah. Yep. Stapleton weighed in on it. Uh, I thought you were going to say Stapleton weighed in. And I'm like, oh, what did he weigh? Okay. <laughs> 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 um, is, is Stapleton he was have, at, <laughs> does he have a weight clause in his, in his was, show contracts? He, uh, when he was asked about it, he said, I don't know if I can watch it, man. I try not to watch myself back too much. Oh, okay. So He doesn't air check himself, huh? He tries not to too much. Okay. He probably just, uh, yeah. Yeah. So he didn't, so he didn't actually see... What if he had seen Sirianni crying while he was singing it and it, and and it messed him up or something? Yeah. Or he paused or, in the middle and said, Stop crying, you baby. <laughs> Stop crying, you baby. <laughs> you know who wasn't crying? <laughs> the people I'm singing about right That's now. Right, Back when they, they were jumping to action, not about to get their butts whooped people in the Super Bowl. Defended your right to cry at yeah. the Super Bowl. You'd be a little sobby sob. Might about to get your ass, your butt whipped. <laughs> um, you know Guns N' Roses? You're, about, you're like the British in this here song I'm singing. Are you a Guns N' Roses fan? Yeah, well, I mean, like not the current iteration, but yeah. Okay, well, that, well that's, that's the one that's going to be playing Minute Maid Park this fall. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, right. no, the tickets went on sale last Friday. That's Are we giving those away? No, <laughs> no, okay, I just, right. I, every time I see <laughs> concert tickets, no, it reminds me I need to buy my concert tickets for Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Got it on my list of things to do. I love Guns N' Roses. They were, it was a top five concert for me. But now, now granted, it's Axl Rose and a bunch of dudes, Is right? it? Don't tell me that. I was just going to bring it to Minute Maid. I won't be able to see who's on the stage. It's, I was just going to pretend. Oh, is that Axl Rose is still there? It's Axl Rose okay, XL. It's okay. XL Rose and a bunch of guys. Is he going to weigh in? <laughs> I think he got himself back in shape. He did? Yeah. Okay, he better. They're on a long tour. Now he tour. looks like Carrot Top. Okay. Got, oh, that's Carrot Top got weirdly in shape. And it made him like... Yeah. So like, here's, a, here's a picture of... Oh, that's no, Axl that's Rose. No, that's not Axl Rose. That's Gustavo Caballero. <laughs> Which is Axl Rose's <laughs> new name. <laughs> is that his new name? I have no idea. I don't know what's going on with Axl okay. Rose. I think he, no, he's lost some weight. Okay, good. He's got back in shape. Good. He okay, looks more good. like himself. I mean, the concert's in September. I need him to survive until then so yeah. I can see the show. All right. Um, Pain and Pendergast with you. He's uh, just going to do nothing but songs from Chinese democracy. GMs for opposing teams are speaking at the Combine right now. And one of them just said something that impacts the Texans in the draft. We will tell you what that is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Shoppers John Deere presents live from West Palm Beach for the start of spring baseball. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors, it's Payne and Pendergast on Sports Radio 610. Just disgusted. What's wrong? I'm watching this. Why are you disgusted? I just told you it's the Axl Rose. It's actually Axl Slash and Duffer in. For this next No, story. that I'm excited oh, about. Oh, okay. Roses. No, I'm watching this Ian Rappaport video. He's at the Combine. Yeah. And remember when Ian Rappaport reported that Matt Patricia, former New England defensive slash offensive coordinator and failure as a Lions head coach, was interviewing for the Broncos defensive coordinator role yeah. last week, and he called it an intriguing name. Yes. Like, yeah, intriguing in that he's in the bottom five in defense the last four years. But it's still intriguing. Uh, true. <laughs> Yes, and you gave me my lesson in that. In reading <laughs> into the words, that's it's intriguing. Fair. That's all fair. Well, there's no, there's no misconstruing this video I'm watching of Ian Rappaport basically telling Sean Payton that he should hire Matt Patricia as an associate head coach, defensive senior assistant type, oh. even though he didn't get the coordinator role. Matt Patricia needs to be on Sean Payton's staff in some role. Wait, Rappaport said that he's saying I'm not verbatim, but that's basically what he's saying. Is he saying it to Sean Payton's face, or he's saying that Sean Payton should do that? He should do that, yeah. What on earth earth has Matt Patricia done for these people? I don't know. I'm saying this Did he hide a murder weapon or something? I'm saving this for tomorrow. We're going to talk about this, and we're going to talk about the seven annoying things about Russell Wilson, Yeah, and this is basically going to be Denver Radio tomorrow. Seven weirdnesses of Russell Wilson. (laughs) Parker's going to co-host with us and reach back into his bag of Denver tricks. (laughs) Matt, uh, yeah, the, the appeal of Matt Patricia is a strange one. And uh, it, it's well, it's like, just one person. It's Ian Rappaport. No, I know. Well, except that yet he did. He got a he got a head coaching job with the Detroit Lions. And that is true. Based yeah. on almost nothing other than his association with the New England Patriots. I got to go back and watch Rappaport's videos now. Going back to when Pe- Patricia was in Detroit. Yeah. See what he was saying about him then. Yeah. Like if you're. Uh, that's why I'm always skeptical of these coaching pipeline articles. Dude, you just always wonder like who's scratching who's back, and like the name gets out there enough times that oh wow, this guy's a hack candidate huh Dude, who who that doesn't have an agenda sits at the combine and goes for a minute and a half on why matt patricia should have a job on a team that just didn't hire him right and it's as far as like why would matt patricia be a good associate head coach right like what exactly does matt patricia know it's crazy. about head coaching that that sean payton doesn't already know it's crazy and what like honestly think of that part okay Sean Payton, we know, like has a pretty good balance of being a hard ass, but also having a human touch. Yeah. Like I know, I know, I've piled on Sean Payton to a certain degree here, but like, yeah, he's a good coach. Sure. Um, like, okay, does he need Patricia to be the jerk in the situation? Certainly not. Does he need Patricia to have like more of a human touch with the players? God no. No, he's incapable of it. Right. So exactly, what is Matt Patricia supposed to offer as an associate head coach? I don't know. I don't. Vance Joseph has been a pretty good defensive coordinator throughout his career. Tell you what, I just dug myself one now. If, uh, if the Texans hire Matt Patricia as an associate head coach oh, here, geez, and so, <laughs> no <laughs> chance. Hey, McLean's been going off about how he wishes D'Amico had a former head coach in the fold. Is is Matt Patricia, who's got a relationship 
with Nick Casario, the guy who should be the Texans associate head coach. We went for a while, <laughs> for, for what was only a 30-minute podcast yesterday, yeah. John and I spent like a, a, a disproportionate amount of time arguing about this necessity of having an old head coach yeah. on the staff. Because John's like, he's going to see things he's never seen before, and then he can lean on an old head coach to, to you know, in that situation. I said, well, John, I said, John, like, I, I said, I understand maybe having a guy on the staff, like, in general, like, somebody in the building, like Romeo Cornell when he was there, yeah. that you could lean on, like, hey, I'm, I'm dealing with this with this guy. What do you think? Or whatever. I'm pretty confident that D'Amico is going to make good decisions on fourth and one. Yeah. On things like, I've never seen fourth and one before. 80-year-old guy, what do I do? Like that's, I said, John, he doesn't need guys in game. As long as he's got some math nerd that plays Madden up in the press box, that's all he needs for to that. Hear you, to hear you say that John said he's going to see things he's never seen before, <laughs> I feel like John was thinking about like the first time he saw something in, in, in a Nickelodeon uh, down in the red light district somewhere. <laughs> right. Like, I've never, I don't even know how to process right, this. Right, right. Like, like, D'Amico's trying to unbuckle a bra or something. <laughs> I, I like to picture like 11-year-old John McClain having the exact same voice he does now. I, my uncle told me about with well, these bloomers I was seeing in this Nickelodeon. Oh, this is creepy that this little kid has this voice. Well, sorry. Uh, all right. I was down at the burlesque house at the age of 12. How on earth did you get into the burlesque show at that age? I just spoke from behind a masquerade. I told the guy to close his eyes and let me in. I just talked. Uh, all right. Um, so Ryan Poles, the Bears GM, is meeting with the media. He was asked about his plans with Justin Fields, their quarterback. Um the Bears have basically said that they're sticking with Justin Fields. Yeah. This was another chance. Have to they mention him by name? This was another chance. That, that I don't know. There's no direct quotes. It's all a bunch of people sort of paraphrasing what Poles is saying. Multiple people. Um, Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network, a few other folks. Um, Bears GM Ryan Poles reaffirmed the team's commitment to Fields as their QB for 2023, but will do due diligence on the quarterbacks in the draft. But the plan remains to field trade offers for the number one overall pick. So they're they're leaving a crack in a slight crack in the door, I think. Due diligence. So I think it's fair to say they're at least intrigued by these guys. If they were uh, you know, I Well, here how about this theory? Yeah. Is that it makes sense to do due diligence on them because you're gonna play against them someday. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Right? That's a good point, Sean. Got in his head a little bit. I asked him a few questions. Remember that time he said this when I answered yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. That could be the difference between us winning and losing. They like getting to know these guys too, just in, for their own. You know, like they, like they might be. He might be in a front office at some other team. Yeah. Two years from now. Yeah. And he wants to be able to know something about like, okay, it didn't work out for Bryce Young with the Texans, but will we take a swing at him? Obviously, that would never happen. Bryce Young will be probably working on his third Super Bowl at that point. <laughs> yeah. Texans, yeah. It won't but, matter. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, I, I, right now there's too many people that are too casually just assuming that the Texans are going to trade up to number one overall. Um, I don't, I don't see it as the, just such a foregone conclusion. Well, that includes the odds makers. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this. There are odds out on who the team will be to select first in the NFL draft. Yeah. And this isn't one of those things like if it's not the bears, then right. it'll be blah. Cause the bears are on here, but they're below the Texans. The Texans are Five to two plus two fifty, so you bet a hundred dollars to win two fifty, two and a half to one. Basically, that sounds like a good deal. Two and a half to one for the well, you're, bet, wanna, you're betting on the Texans. It's two and a half to one that they trade up to one. When we pitch our uh, regional sports network, yeah. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that 
It's yeah, like, it's like a two fifty odds, plus, right? Plus two fifty. Yeah. Pretend I know what I'm talking about. Use the, the minus odds. though; that makes it sound like it's a much better chance at success. <laughs> oh, okay. Minus two fifty. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that. Look, whatever happens with that, I'm still. I'm it goes still, Texans, Colts, then the Bears, which means that obviously the Texans gave up something to yep. go up one spot. Yep. Because they're nervous that somehow the Colts or somebody else are going to... I feel like at this point, Sean, if this is what happens, I'm going to be really proud of the Texans. I think the Texans are throwing out smoke. And behind the scenes, not publicly, not to the dumb Rappaports of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, just kind of to the scenes, and those people leak it to others. The Texans super-duper want to trade up to number one. When in fact they don't give a damn um, that they yeah they like these quarterbacks just fine but they're not so great that they wanna they need to absolutely go up and get them and meanwhile uh, you know either the Colts or somebody else leverages their future Good. to go up and get one of these guys and then draft Will Levis that would be a dream I don't think I I think that there's a good chance that Jim say is scared off by Bryce Young's size I don't think I don't think Jim say is savvy enough to play the game like. He knows that I know that he knows that I know. I think Jim Ursay said, yeah, the kid from Alabama looks pretty good exclusively because they're not interested in, in Bryce Young. Yeah. So I think, that, uh, I think the Texans maybe have their own doubts and reservations about Bryce Young's size, but also if they do like him, they're not worried about the Colts getting him. Now, if somebody else from behind the Colts goes up, that's all right, but it doesn't hurt you in the division. Yeah, I don't, I, like, that's interesting. Like, I don't know, and, and, the, and if the Colts don't trade up, they'll never say why they didn't or what yeah. the offers were. News may leak out. I do think it could be just accumulation of things. Like, I think that what you bring up is very valid, the size thing. I think we got to factor in Chris Ballard is a guy who likes to accumulate picks, not not uh, trade picks. Yeah, and he's been kind of burned by trading picks. Uh, you know, with the Carson Wentz, he was able to recoup some because he found a stupid team in Washington yeah. that wanted to trade for Carson Wentz. Um, so I, it could end up being a combination of things. Yeah, you know, you got to remember too. I mean, oh, I can't pull the audio right now, but Ian Rappaport saying that the 49ers will pick Mac Jones in the NFL draft. That's why I haven't listened to any of these guys since then. Like they should have picked Mac Jones, right? But they, but remember, it was like <laughs> yeah, all of a oh, sudden yeah. it became these people were just all 100 percent convinced that yeah. it was going to be Mac Jones because smart people were telling them, and like now nah, that was 100 percent false. And um. Chanahan, I mean, kind of afterwards, just like scoffed at how ridiculous it all was. So when it comes to this pre-draft smoke, I think there are a whole lot of suckers out there. I think Rappaport and a lot of these guys really are suckers for a lot of dudes that are just using them like little tools. Yeah. So like the more I hear that, oh, yeah, the Texans, oh, yeah, the Texans are totally trading up. It makes me feel like they're being used again. I don't. It makes me. It makes me very sus, uh, suspicious of the them. Because we're up. hearing everything. We heard yeah. from some other source that the Texans are are going to sit tight and not draft a quarterback till twenty twenty four. Yeah. It's like, like everybody's just sitting there like aiming their guns at each other right now, and nobody's pulling the trigger. You know, yeah. like a, we're going to put all the smoke out there, and people can choose off the smoke buffet as to what they choose to believe. Um, the, the fact of the matter is, I think when, when that smoke all clears, yeah. I think the Texans are going to be picking second in the draft. This is why, you know, too much information freely offered, it just creates a situation where you can't tell what is the... This is why I don't torture people anymore. Because uh, I found yeah. that generally the information was just too unreliable on average. It was hard to tell the, the actual truth. You stopped doing that? The, I did, I okay. did. I felt... And not for moral reasons, right. just because uh, it just wasn't reliable information. Right. I would do it in a heartbeat if I could rely on the information. Honestly, it's a lot of work, too. 
It was light torture. Yeah. Oh, I okay. would mostly just, you know, I'd like to use the thumb screws a little bit or little something. Bit. Yeah. Underneath the fingernails. Yeah. Can... And then they cracked down. But then the really, the, the, the hard thing was is when they started uh, making me, me want to pay the interns minimum wage. And that was when I really, I was like, okay, well, that's well silly. I'm, I'm going to, if I can't torture them and <laughs> I have I to pay to them minimum them wage, too? then I'm not going to have interns anymore, <laughs> right, okay? Right. That's good that you got out of that business yeah. And, yeah. Into the, and into the regional Plus, sports Plus, Texas A&M business. was like kind of like starting to look down on the practice. Oh, really? They were like, listen, we like, well, <sighs> we're awarding them credit, but like torture feels a step too Some far. people are so uptight. I'm like, come on, Bear Bryant, yeah. the Junction right. Boys. Did you, you watch that soft? movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Junction boys. Uh, all right. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you. We've got uh, one more segment to go. Uh, we'll talk to John Lopez, find out what they've got going on on um, In the Loop today. Uh, Nick Casario, 1045 a.m., meets with the media today. D'Amico Ryan's noon tomorrow meets with the media. And we'll be giving away those Chris Stapleton tickets in the next segment as well. Wrapping things up, and then we'll be headed off to Port St. Lucie this afternoon, keeping you up to speed on all things going on with the Mets and the Astros live here in Florida. Stay there. Payton Pendergast rolls on. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Chopper's John Deere presents live from West Palm Beach for the start of spring baseball. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors, it's Payne and Pendergast on Sports Radio 610. All right, welcome back. Final segment, Payne and Pendergast, and we are off to Port St. Lucie to see the Astros and the Mets today. Day two for us down here, day four of the spring training Schedule the, the the game schedule here in uh, in Major League Baseball. Big thanks to Shoppers John Deere and Academy Sports and Outdoors for bringing us down here. A couple quick NFL news items: Marcus Mariota has been released by the Atlanta Falcons, which will make the new Netflix series Quarterback. Yeah, a little awkward. I guess so. I mean, you could probably. I'm guessing a big theme of the Netflix series Quarterback was uh, that you know. This is as Marcus Mariota trying to prove it's a journeyman once and for all. struggling to hang on kind of thing. Marcus yeah. Mariota's best asset is that every time he comes in for the first time, you're like, oh wow, this guy can actually run a little bit, and look at that, he threw the football. It's true, and uh, it, it and it and it lures you in. And then after a few games, you're like, oh, oh, yeah, that's, that's right. He, he showed his entire hand in game he one. Was yeah. The number two overall pick that a team chose to not keep. Yeah. That's right. Almost, they're almost like, uh, surprised that he's uh, athletic every single time that he comes out. Yes. And then, he can, and then he can throw the ball a little bit, but it's just like as things get a little bit more complex defensively. He comes in versus like vanilla defenses and does well against vanilla defenses. Yeah. And then he runs into that glass ceiling. Just thinking that he has. about this, he was the number two overall pick. Yeah. 
Does this make you nervous at all if the Texans stay at two and get quarterback? I'm just oh. going, I'm going back through in my head. Yeah, people have uh, one of our listeners brought this up to me. Like actual number two quarterback picks have been it, bad. It, yeah. Since 2012. Yeah. Robert Griffin the third. I'm going, this is off the top of my head. Yeah. Marcus Mariota in twenty fifteen. Carson Wentz, he was released yesterday off the third team he's been on yeah. in twenty sixteen. Mitchell Trubisky yeah. in twenty seventeen. Yeah. And I think that's it. Well, no, Zach Wilson last year or two years ago. Yeah. So that's five misses right I think there. it's... Um, Wentz is probably the closest thing to not being a miss, just because he almost won an MVP. I don't want to say that it's no... Like, I don't want to say that there's nothing to it. I think there's certainly to something the fact that, like, okay, people are reaching more and more and more for quarterbacks these days. So it's... Yeah, like the second best guy is uh, the second best guy. There's a good chance that, yeah, like somebody's reaching for him. Yeah. Um, I would point out that the first best guy hasn't been all that great lately either. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. You're, you're right about you know, that. It's, it's, it's oh, been... yeah, sorry, I couldn't get Kenny Pickett or I, you know, I couldn't get. Well, Ky- I, I, yeah. I, you're talking about the, the, the second quarterback taken. I'm talking literally the st- with the second overall pick. Those five guys I just named went with, you know, like the yeah. number two overall pick yeah. in the draft. I, it, I'm sure it's coincidence, but like Trubisky wasn't, he was the first quarterback taken, but he was the number two overall yeah. pick in the draft. Um, the other four all had quarterbacks taken ahead of them that I named. Yeah. You know, um, they were the number two overall pick, but they had Andrew Luck taken ahead of them and Jameis Winston, Jared Goff, and who am I missing? Uh, oh, Trevor Lawrence. So I think the, I mean, the biggest thing is that usually, and this is why it's harder to trade out of the number one overall pick than, than people usually realize. So one of our listeners yesterday told me like, hey, you know, the biggest problem with the Texans when they had those number one overall picks was that there was no quarterback, but they didn't trade back. Um, there's a story that you read yesterday about Charlie Casserly when they had the number one overall pick and they, dra- they ended up drafting Mario Williams and they were trying to trade back because he said, like, we didn't think Reggie Bush was worth a number one overall pick. Literally in February. And they were he would to call around and everybody he talked to would say, yeah, we don't either. Yeah. So, like, no thanks. I don't need that noose around my neck. Like, like getting, getting fired for trading up for somebody that I don't really know. Like, trading up for the number one overall pick for somebody you don't think is really worth, worth the number one running overall back. pick. Yeah, like it ended up being a gimmick. So it's hard to, there's extra pressure that comes with that number one overall, and people really don't. There's no need to trade up for it if, if, if that's the situation. The problem is when you're in a draft and there's, you, you have the number one overall pick and there's no quarterback, you go, yeah. well, just trade out. There's no quarterback. Yeah, you can't because teams don't want to trade up for a non-quarterback. Like it's a, there's a chicken and egg thing going on. Yeah. There, you know? But as far as the second best quarterback or the second highest quarterback taken, yeah, yeah it's been a pretty grim track record. Going back to, I mean, all the way back through 2010, but like, okay, Sam Bradford, Tim Tebow was taking the 25th overall. Yeah. The second quarterback taken in 2009 was Mark Sanchez. Uh, Joe Flacco went after Matt Ryan. That was okay. okay. I mean, okay. that wasn't a bust, obviously. No, not a bust. Brady Quinn, Matt Leinert, Aaron Rodgers, hey. Hey, uh, <laughs> Philip Rivers, I, uh, uh, yeah, you know, not bad, not Byron Leftridge, uh, Joey Harrington. Uh, we're almost into the 20th century here. Drew, I'll go back. I'll stop at Drew Brees. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other release that was just made uh, moments ago, uh, one of the worst free agency signings in recent years, Kenny Galladay, released by the Giants. You ready for these numbers, Seth? Kenny Galladay made $36 million with the Giants. Hmm. For a total of 43 catches yeah. and one touchdown. Yeah, and not much. And they made the playoffs this year. How many catches? 43 catches and one touchdown Yeah, in two seasons. 
Now, a lot of that was injury-related, though, right? I mean, he... Uh, I don't know. I got to go look. Yeah. I don't know the total well, number of Well, I remember when the Texans played. played him. Um, like, even when he was playing, he just seemed like he wasn't the same. Um, yeah. Because that was a topic when... I, I remember... I remember looking at it in the schedule and thinking, oh, Kenny Galladay, that'll be a nice test. Uh, and then realizing, oh, yeah, that's not, uh, that, that's not working out that way. No, no. He was really good in Detroit. Uh, I mean, it's why he got such a, a big deal. But uh, with, the, with the Giants, he played, well, he played in, God, I hate when they put these pop-up ads. Uh, he played in 14, played f- 14 and 12. Yeah. So he played 26 games well, out of yeah. 34. He only started four games this year. Yeah. I mean, that's where he'd been relegated six to. Catches. Just a role-playing it's guy. Six catches for 81 yards, man. So he made how much money? Thirty-six million. Carson Wentz made how much money this last year? Twenty-eight million, something like that. Yeah, to compete with Tyler Heineke, yeah, for a starting role. That's good stuff. Uh, John Lopez is in studio right now. What's happening, fellas? John, are you there? I am here. Hey, what's I'm going ready. on, dude? Okay, uh, love your discussion. The, uh, about these pl- about these discarded players. About the number two overall pick. Uh, oh, as well. gotcha. Because yeah. it's funny, like if you're not taking a quarterback at number two, it's almost a one hundred percent hit success rate. I'm looking at it right now. Why do you do you have give it to us? Give us give, okay. So that so that's relevant because let's say right. that Bryce Young is gone, uh, and you go, hey, you know what? I'm not really wild about these guys. So Jalen Carter, step right up. So right. What, what, give us some of the other two, the non QB. I'll, I'll give you. I won't skip any number non quarterback number two picks. These are all of them in the okay. last few years. Aiden Hutchinson, okay. Chase Young, yep. Nick Bosa, okay. Saquon okay. Barkley. Uh, right. let me see. Greg Robinson. Greg Robinson. Yeah. 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 Luke Jokel. Yeah. But the last few. Von Miller. Von Miller. Yeah. Von, no. Dominican and then, yeah, you have Von Miller. And Dominican Sue. Yeah. Kelvin Johnson. Chris Long. Yeah. Reggie yep. Bush. Yeah. So I, I wonder him. if that's, uh, well, it's interesting, if nothing else. Dude, the last three I would take with a second over. I mean, Hutchinson, I mean, Chase Young's been banged up, but when he's been on the field, he's been good. Yeah. And Nick Bosa <laughs> is the best defensive player in football. Mm-hmm. So, okay. That's encouraging, except that would mean that the Texans aren't taking a quarterback, and that would bother me a little bit. A little bit, but that's cool if you get one of those guys. If he turns into the equivalent of Nick Bosa, for sure. <laughs> exactly, for sure. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, did you... Um, did you get a chance to take in? I know you were on the air while the game was going on, but did you? Uh, I'm sure you guys are formulating thoughts about some of the stuff that we saw out here at spring training yesterday. I did, and I'm going to have questions for you today when you join us. Um, yes, I'm joining you guys today. We got some questions. Seth uh, did obviously a good job yesterday talking about that. I mean, Forrest Whitley was the the first thing I wanted to look at, and uh, yeah. obviously pitch clock. And uh, one of the things that I definitely want to get your opinion on after you watch another game is how you feel if you're changing your opinion on that pitch clock. Uh, I'm coming around on it. I'm, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's different watching it in the stadium than it was watching Twitter cutups of it. Yeah, you know, kind of like Anthony Richardson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> although Anthony Richardson in the Twitter cutups, it's kind of a bizarro Anthony Richardson thing. Exactly. Like being at the game, yeah, being at the game, I was more into the pitch clock. Whereas if I watched a whole Anthony Richardson game, I'd probably be less into him. <laughs> exactly. But the Twitter cutups, I am way into him via Twitter cutups. The Anthony Richardson ones, though, leave me kind of confused. Like I just stumbled onto a new niche on Pornhub because I'm like, okay, it's a good play, <laughs> and he's like, but he's like. Hopping around inside the pocket like he's playing Frogger, like he's the frog in Frogger or something. Yeah. It's kind of weird looking. It's fun. And I don't know if it's 
is this good or not? They'll say it's poison the pocket. I'm like, yeah, but he's he's just ex- he's like doing plyometrics and and then throwing the football. So yeah, it all works out in the end, but it just looks weird and different. I'm not. I, I'm very very uncomfortable and uncertain about it. But 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 I do like it. I will click on this I'm coming tab around again. On it. I'm coming around. <laughs> it's not bookmarked yet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out again. John, what's your pecking order with these quarterbacks? Uh, Bryce Young, for sure, number one. Yep. Um, and then C.J. Stroud with Will Levis not too far behind him now. You uh, like Levis. Okay. Uh, Landry thinks I'm nuts, but uh, that's yeah. fine. Um, yep. and, 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 but I, I do like Levis. I, I've watched him enough over the last couple of years. See, last year to me was kind of the outlier. Uh, he had an offensive coordinator that was awful, was fired as soon as the season ended. Uh, yeah. You know, they had him doing things that he wasn't doing the year before. Um you got to watch the film, man. You got to watch. The he film. was hurt too. I was reading an article yes. yesterday. He was taking shots in his foot. Yeah. Before every game, so yeah. he was hurt too. Um, I'm not a Levis guy, but I'll give you that. I'll, I'll throw that little nugget in to support your cause. Yeah, I, John, you strike me as you would be a Hendon Hooker guy. Oh, big time. You would like the Hooker, big yeah. time. In fact, I, I compared Hendon Hooker, even though I don't think he's a first round pick per se. He's got you know coming off the ACL and stuff like that. I compared his numbers, his starts, his completion percentage, everything to Anthony Richardson, and it was a boat race. I mean, it wasn't even close. Uh, Hendon Hooker was so much better. Hey, I got to give away some rodeo tickets here before Ben kills me. Um, so let's do that. Let's give away tickets to see Chris Stapleton right now. 713-572-4610. Caller number five wins a four-pack of tickets to see Chris Stapleton at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. March 16th, two more chances to win during In the Loop in the 11 and 1 o'clock hours. Cody Johnson tickets on the drive today in the 3 and 5 o'clock hours. You were going to say something to John before I interrupted you with a giveaway. Oh, yeah, but that's long Talking gone. Talking about Henry. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> have like any memory. 18 seconds ago. I do like it. You know what? It's the irony of I, I'll see people in the same draft right up say like, well, people are nervous about Bryce Young because of his size, which I am. Yeah. Uh, and then in the very next paragraph, Will Levis is better than he looked last year. You got to remember, he was banged up a lot, yeah. but he's yeah. prototypical size. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I guess. That's true. I never thought of that. Yeah. That's great. Will Levis is bigger, but just don't worry. He was yeah. banged up. Yeah. What uh, do you guys got going on today, John? Well, you talk about uh, Bryce Young's size. Um, we're going to talk target weights. There apparently is a target weight out there for him, and uh, maybe I'll even have to give him my target weight, which might be a little bit embarrassing. Uh, Nick Casario is <laughs> Sounds going- like you've been on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The next time I search uh, Pornhub, when I'm not on this computer, I'm going to be sure to, look, to search hopping around, because that's what Seth said. <laughs> He's, yeah, like, he's like he's hop- I'm gonna, I wonder what hen- I wonder what's going to come up on my Pornhub site. Yeah, I'm going to be henpecked target weight. <laughs> <laughs> he's got weird categories. He said something yes. about pecking order. Yes. I was like, is that a, is pecking order? It's the strangest <laughs> well, browser history yeah. I've ever seen. Exactly. Nick Casario is going to speak at 10:45. We'll be all over that. And John McClain joins us live from the combine. All right, good stuff, John. We look forward to that. All right, man. Uh, Seth. Okay, yeah, thank you, John. Appreciate it. Uh, tell Andrew we said hello. Seth, antibodies to antibodies you. Antibodies and an accelerated pitch clock to you. Thank you, thank you. We are headed up to Port St. Lucie. Mets and Astros today. We'll keep you up to speed all day long here on Sports Radio 610 as we continue live from Florida all week long. Big thanks again to Shoppa's John Deere uh, for bringing us down here in Academy Sports and Outdoors as well. For Seth Payne, I'm Sean Pendergast. We will see all of you uh, tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 